Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, you guys. Happy Friday. Man, I am so glad it's Friday. It's been a long, long, long and very busy week. Uh, This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live. Just kind of hanging out waiting, waiting. Hey, I see some friends showing up. Happy Friday, you guys. Uh, So I'm going to follow Brian's lead and give a little shout out to Weighted by Design. Um, Weighted blankets are incredible. Um, Sadly, I have not. (laughs) I'm going to blow them up right now. I have not got a weighted blanket, but Brian has one, so I am very jealous. But the good news is I already have one because he gave me his hand-me-down a long time ago. And I will tell you, it has been, honestly, it's been a salvation, Um, especially being single. It is my absolute favorite form of oxytocin release. I love to lay, sometimes I lay with the blanket on me. Sometimes I put it next to me and I sort of snuggle up by it. Sometimes I just take a little bit of my weighted blanket and I throw it over my shoulder and it's just, it's very comforting. It's very soothing. Um, If you know any of the research uh, with regards to autism and actually uh, I think it was earlier this week or maybe last week I posted a picture of um, Oh, God, it's Friday, and now I can't even remember names. Somebody maybe remembers, and they can put it in the comments for me. You know, um, the woman um, who has autism and did the incredible work in the animal husbandry industry, specifically for cattle, and she made the squeeze squeeze chute uh, so that cattle would be handled more calmly when they were going through various processes of getting shots and all that kind of stuff. I'm digging for my uh, charger. So, um, hi you guys. (laughs) So, Weighted by Design has been sponsoring our um, Post Daily Dose this week, and we appreciate their generosity. Um, But I also want to let you guys know, they've been following our page for a long, long, long time. So, they are not new friends of ours, but we are delighted to have them on board, and we want to encourage you guys to um, look into product. Oh gosh, I've just got too much going on here. All right, so I've got my phone plugged in because my battery was getting a little bit low. I'm sitting in my car because it's really cold out. Uh, I'm still in Cincinnati. We're finishing up our medical trip. Today was our last day. Man, was it a big trip. We, uh, We saw so many different doctors, and the reason we came here was because they, um, Well, they have the number one pediatric GI uh, clinic in the United States in their children's hospital here in Cincinnati. And so, um, you know, sometimes, man, we're so blessed. I just want to say that out loud. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. I am so thankful that we got to take this trip, that we got to be here, that we got to meet with all this, this fabulous team of doctors and be able to do some really good studies so that we can come up with a plan for Marley's health and her independence and so I just want to express my gratitude to everybody and I just several things I thought about you guys so much during this trip Um, 
sitting with a group of other parents who are here from all across the nation to come to this one specialty clinic and hearing their frustration because the professionals in their community have not been able to crack the code uh, for their child in regards to certain health issues hearing their frustration, hearing their stress, hearing the trauma that they've gone through by being sort of discounted by the professionals that they'd seen in their community. Um, and it just, you know, I'm sure that if you guys were to look back over the post over the last week and a half or so, you'd be able to notice that, you know, a lot of them have been reflective of the experiences that I've had as a parent here and just what I've seen other parents go through. And, you know, yeah, we really do. We need professionals to be at their top of their game. We need them to be willing to check their practices, check their professional practices before they accuse kids or parents of being negligent or slackers or, you know, whatever uh, n negative connotation gets assigned to us. Um, because health is complex. <laughs> you know, whether we're talking about the GI system or we're talking about the emotional regulatory system, um, there's a lot there's a lot of new information out there so read I appreciate all of you guys the parents that were sitting in that room we're gonna go back with more knowledge about their child's health issue than the doctors that they would be seeing back in their hometowns and that's just a reality because they came and in this setting we were the nurses you know they gave us what to do and we had to do you know go up go back to our hotel rooms or wherever we were staying and we had to do the things that we needed to do for our children and then we made big notes and so it was really you know Brian talks a lot about putting on your hat as an investigator to be an investigator to notice the different things that are triggering to your child to notice when they are uh, struggling and what the antecedents are not just to look at the behavior at the end but he says the the behavior at the end that's Z and we have a whole lot of other letters in the alphabet right before Z and so put on your investigator hat and start noticing what things led up to whatever the challenging behavior is and in a way that's kind of what we did here in this clinic was you know we became investigators really looking at all the details of certain health issues and certain physical manifestations of those health issues and we you know we took notes and we journaled about it and very specifically and very specific interventions and how that intervention went is all very specific and we presented it to the nurse the nurse presented it to the doctor and then at the end we were able to sit down and look at you know what exactly was taking place it was such a helpful process and so I just you know I just want to encourage you guys to put that investigator hat on don't just look at the behavior but step back and see what a B C and D are that led up to it I see a lot of you guys watching and it's super so I the reason I am doing post daily dose tonight instead of Brian is because well yesterday uh, I blew it I blew it and I wanted to come and share with you guys. Hey, LaTanya, so good to see you. I miss you too. I can't wait to see you. We should be back home, uh, driving tomorrow, back home tomorrow night. So it'll be good to be home and be back with my church family and my family family and in our sweet, comfortable house. So anyway, I just want to tell you about how I blew it. Um, and the reason I want to talk about it is 
because we all blow it. Um, gosh, you know, when Brian and I were operating the group home, there wasn't a day go by, went by that there wasn't something, you know, that we didn't do just perfectly right. And we had to learn from our mistakes and we had to learn how to, um, to continue to build trust and relationship in spite of blowing it. So I'm going to tell you about how I blew it. Um, Marley was uh, making a transfer into her wheelchair and I did not think that it was positioned to her best advantage. And I think I even said, do you think we should move it? And I think she said no. And I think I just flipped the armrest down and moved it. I just moved it anyway because that's what I thought was the best idea. <laughs> right? And boy, 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 did that pfft, she was so upset. Um, she started, she, she got into the chair and she immediately started crying. That's her outlet. And I immediately said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. I can see that that was the wrong thing to do. She was still upset. And we got into the car. So, you know, we had a little process for you know, having to get out from where we were and get into the car. So, you know, maybe five minutes or so passed. We're sitting in the car. And so the way our car is, um, she actually has to be behind me because that's where the wheelchair cutout is. And she was tearful and she kind of growled. Mm -mm. That's, she just, you know, she feels that tension inside and that's just her way of trying to get it out and express it. Um, and I said, do you want to talk about it? And I wasn't sure if she would, but man, I was so glad that she did was so glad that she did. I was so thankful in my heart that she was willing to talk about it. She said, Mom, what you don't realize is it's safer for me to be in charge of my wheelchair so then I know where it is and I know where to put my bottom to make sure I'm in it. Um, that was the main thing, was her safety. Um, the other thing is um, it was disrespectful um, to to just take over like that. It was disrespectful on my part to just take over like that. And I treated her with disregard and um, as if she were a child and she's 16. <sighs> so even though I had the best intentions in mind, which was her safety, how I went about it was completely wrong. It was completely disregarding her as a person and completely uh, absorbed in my own idea about what I thought was right. Um, so, you know, after she shared with me, it led us to, it led me to be able to have a much more authentic apology. Yeah, in the moment, and I did apologize, and I was sorry right in that moment. I was sorry. I could tell I had wounded her, and I pretty well knew why and how, because I'll tell you what, if someone had done that to me, I'd have been mad too, and I would have felt embarrassed, you know, uh, for someone to treat me like I'm a little child, and she's a 16-year-old girl. Um, but it, it also led us to have an even deeper conversation just about some of those things, about the fact that she's 16 and about the fact that I have to be respectful of her and respect her boundaries and that in reality, you know, and this is unique to somebody who's in a wheelchair, but in reality, I should never touch her wheelchair without her permission 
unless she can't communicate, like, you know, if she was injured or hurt or something like that and she couldn't communicate to me because really that's an extension of her body. Uh, for if, if you didn't know that, you know, uh, especially people who like are in push chairs, um, it's it's very rude to just walk up and put your hands on somebody's wheelchair, to stand on the back of it, or lean on it, or to push them without their permission. It's an extent. It would be no different than grabbing somebody and dragging them uh, wherever it is that you want them to go. And so, just to throw that out there in terms of understanding wheelchair etiquette, um, there's a little piece of knowledge that you may not have. But the bigger thing is, is just knowing that there, there are people who have never in their life had permission to just express themselves. Um, I wasn't raised with permission really to express myself. Uh, when I was younger, I was sent away with my upset feelings most of the time, sent to my room. And in that place, all kinds of negative, dooming thoughts would cross my mind. Mostly I would think, they don't love me. That was the thought that would run through my mind and my heart. They're having so much more fun out there without me. And I just think I'm going to kill myself. I'm just going to bury my head in this pillow and suffocate myself. Those were the kind of thoughts that would go through my mind even as a small child. And you know, I didn't have any specific trauma, you know, I'm, you know, there's, there's wounds in there, but we're not talking about, you know, drastic abuse and neglect and abandonment. And so, you know, you don't ever know what's going on through the mind of your child when you send them away with their upset feelings. Um, one of the beautiful things that I learned in this model is that, you know, it's okay for kids to cry. It's okay for them to be upset. Um, one of the things I remember teaching Marley is that she doesn't have to cry alone. She never has to cry alone. If she wants to cry alone, she can. But she doesn't have to cry alone. I am willing to hear her upset feelings. And in that space, then, like, so let me just go on to say, so that in my growing up, not feeling like it was safe to share my upset feelings, then when I got to be a teenager, when I had upset feelings, I wouldn't share them. And I had some very poor coping mechanisms. I had some very maladaptive behaviors that were very dangerous and high risk in an effort to cope with my upset feelings. And so there are the patterns that you set when they're younger can out you know can very much outlive their usefulness because even in that regard as an adult being in relationships with people it was very hard for me to learn how to share my opinions my feelings whether they were upset or happy you know to to be willing to really get in there and be authentic with people you know and to to be willing to share the the good, the bad, the ugly, not just the everything has to be happy roses and sunshine because life is just not that way. And so um, the message, I guess, that I want to share with you guys today is, you know, we all blow it sometimes. And, you know, I had a, I could tell, well, in fact, I will just tell you, my blowing it came from being tired. I hadn't slept very well the ni that night. We'd been getting up really early. I didn't eat breakfast. And we had a whole morning worth of medical appointments. Now, uh, that's my responsibility. That, ha that, that is not an excuse for my behavior. I am an adult. 
And as an adult, it is my responsibility to take care of myself. And if I don't take care of myself and then I have a very small window of stress tolerance and I spew my stress all over my child, all of those excuses, they're just excuses. Because the bottom line is I'm the adult. I am the leader in my family. It is my job to be mature. It is my job to be the emotional barometer. I'm the one who can set the the thermostat. I know that my calm will create calm. And when I am not being present and mindful, regardless of all the whys, it's still my responsibility. So, you know, Marley could have gotten in the car and I could have been like, well, I already said I'm sorry. Well, there I'd just be being more, just as adolescent as any adolescent, right? Or I could have been like, well, you know, but Marley, you got to understand, I was really tired and I didn't eat breakfast, so I was really cranky. See, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I know we're trying to make sure we we have appropriate language, but that is, that's just a crock of bull because I'm the adult. And so, in order to be a mature adult leading my family, I have to take care of myself. And when I don't, I have to take responsibility for that, too. I have to be willing to say, man, I didn't take care of myself. And that didn't put me in a very good position for taking care of my child's needs, knowing, especially knowing it was going to be a high-stress day. And so, um, you know, we all blow it. And then we all have to step back and we all have to learn from it. Um... I don't believe in forced apologies. And so, you know, when these things happen, when you blow it and you, if you can just listen, you know, your child may, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky because Marley is so able to communicate. She's so able, she's so eloquent in putting things into words. And I know a lot of times kids aren't able to do that. You know, they're going to, they're going to communicate their upset more through their behavior. And uh, sometimes you have to just get really quiet and really still and listen with your heart and try to listen to what the behavior is telling you. And if nothing else, you can say with certainty, this behavior is telling me that you're stressed out and overwhelmed. So it's now my job to take some deep breaths, get still, get quiet, calm my own system so that I am creating calm energy to help calm this, this scenario, to help create calm within my child's neurological system. And so, you know, like I said, we all blow it. We're all learning. And that moment after when we, when she was willing to talk to me about it was really a moment of great growth, both for our relationship, but also for her. Because I, not only does she need to be able to communicate with me, but you know, she's getting older and older and there will be other people involved in her care as she gets older and she'll be more and more responsible for it. There'll be, there'll be, there'll come a time in her life where she may be going to doctor's appointments on her own and she's going to need, need to be able to speak up for herself. So her speaking up for herself starts by her speaking up to me and me being able to listen and me being able to accept that and for us to be able to have a regulated conversation about it. So I just want to encourage you guys that on the days that you blow it or the moments that you blow it, those can be some of the most important moments of growth in the relationship that you have with your child. We love you guys. 
We know that this walk is not an easy walk. We're all growing together. I hope you guys have a fabulous Friday evening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Find moments of joy. Celebrate the little things. Celebrate the tiny successes. And find something to laugh about. I love y'all. Take care.